let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never sell. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome into uh, DogNation.com's Before the Hedges, brought to you by brought to you by Kroger. A great five-star grocer. It's in your neighborhood. It's down the street. It's where you feed your families. Go Krogering. I love that verb and everything. We've got another jam-packed edition of Before the Hedges tonight. Um, we've got our obviously our dog of the week, and we're working on, we're really working on trying on hard to get some atomic dog from George Clinton inside the middle of that segment. Just give us an, like another another week, perhaps, and then we'll roll with that. Um, we've got a special guest tonight live joining us on uh, Before the Hedges will be G- Georgia punter commitment, Drew Miller, the number one punter in the country. We've also got to look back at the recruits that were in town. Last week, we've got a photo tour. I'll kind of tell you what's the what's the 411 on everybody that came through and visited Georgia when everybody got to see the dogs take down the Tigers in Sanford on Dooley Field. That was a cool moment. Uh, and then we've got a visitor list. We're going to preview the bigger names coming in, uh, three official visitors, rounding out those official visitor counts. We've got some of those. Uh, we're going to preview kind of the big names that we've kind of confirmed so far uh, for the week, uh, for the weekend. We've also got a really cool thing that just when you think Georgia couldn't recruit this one certain position any better than they already are, well, we've got visual evidence of how the dogs, well, they're at it again, kind of cleaning up the nation, the best in the nation um, when it comes to recruiting that certain specific position. Uh, lots of stuff on the show tonight. Let's kick it off with, I think, one of the most unique Georgia commitments, special teams commitments in quite some time. We are an equal opportunity special teamer show here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. Why don't everybody just join me in welcoming in Georgia punter commitment, Drew Miller, the number one punter in the nation, He's going to be in Sanford for the Ole Miss game on Saturday. Uh, let's bring in Drew Miller right now. Drew, how you doing, buddy? Hold on, Drew. Hold on, Drew. Let's see. So what we got right now, uh, we're gonna try and we're gonna try and make sure we clean up. Uh, we, we couldn't hear Drew right there. We're gonna try to work on the audio. Uh, try to get him to come in and out. Um, let's try it one more time. Drew, can you hear me, buddy? I can hear you. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. It's really hard to have a conversation with somebody that can't, you can't go both ways. So, Drew, um, lots to talk about, man. I'm going to watch the, watch the feeds. If you guys got a question for Drew uh, on the Dog Nation homepage, on Dog Nation Facebook, Dog Nation Twitter, or Dog Nation uh, YouTube, drop it in right now. But we, I'm going to do my kind of reporter thing for a little bit. Um, Drew, I guess I want to ask you, man, uh, what was it like – being the quarterback slash punter this year for your high school football team. That must have you've you've poured on the highlights, lots of great plays. Just how fun was that, man? I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um it was pretty tiring, uh having to punt or kick after uh playing an offensive drive, but it was a lot of fun. And so you were tired, huh? Like like it's kind of funny. Oh yeah. If you were like, you know, so if you're punting on fourth and 10, you had a lot of energy in the leg. But if you're punting on like after three or four first downs, you were a little gassed, huh? Oh, yeah. Especially we're like a pretty run heavy team and I take a fair amount of carries. So if I'm running the ball and then I got to get up, if unsuccessful drive, I got a punt, I'm pretty tired. So that was kind of an obstacle, but I was able to overcome that pretty good season. So, Drew, I love this part about your story. I'll never forget it. Like the the I guess the contrast and the irony of let's say a defense stones you stones you guys like you know three and out, and I guess you can go you can go out there line up behind get your punt off and it would be like there you go I, I'm going to get you anyway I'm going to back you up inside the tent what's that feeling like man because here's one stat I want you to kind of comment on as well I think you guys gave up five total return yards. All season long, how does that happen, man? Um, I mean, I just uh, put our uh, gunners and special teams coverage uh, in the best position possible. I just hit the ball. I tell them where I'm putting it, and I just give as much hang time for them to get down there as possible and try to let them succeed in their job. 
Um, we had one one total return yard up until last game, and I kind of hit a punt a little low, and he got four yards on it. But uh, I think just overall kind of no, like working together as a unit, like they know what I'm doing. Like I communicate that with them. I think that's kind of what helps. Like they know where they know exactly where to run to when I'm putting the ball. So them knowing the spot to run to, like even if returner is faking a return, they know where that ball's going. Did your special teams coach let you have it, man, when you walked back over the sideline and you gave up a four-yard return? Was that like 10 up downs or burpees or something like that? What was That had to be kind of a, an odd moment seeing that the other guys returned the ball. Yeah, um, I mean, he wasn't mad. Uh, four <laughs> yards, That's I mean, that's not bad return not like to let up at all. That's still kind of a win. But, I mean, I was disappointed. My coach wasn't upset because it was still – 56-yard punt with a 52 net. So, I mean, it was pretty good still. Um, Drew, I guess what are you most proud of that you guys at, uh, in Minneapolis uh, accomplished this year? First of all, I got I to gotta imagine the intake in terms of playbook was bonkers this year trying to keep, a, keep up with it all. Like, what sort of mental challenge was that? Uh, what you, what do you mean the like, playbook? Yeah, just kind of learning quarterback when you just had to be the punter or maybe a little bit. And now you're, uh, it's probably a lot more so, a lot more invested into the game plan than you ever were before. Yeah, so I've played. I haven't started quarterback until this year, but I've played uh, the past years, kind of practicing under. I've been under a guy started last two years, and I've actually played defense last year, defensive end. So I guess making the switch. I mean, it's different, different side of the ball, but I've had experience playing, so it kind of helped a lot. Drew, I think that's one of the things I want people to pay attention to. You said you played defensive end last year, and a lot of these we, – we put together some of your highlights, I guess, of this season, but a lot of these clips, man, you've got quarterback highlights, you got punter highlights. I mean, in some of these, man, you are taking dudes for a ride off that read option, man. What, Where does that come from? I mean – Height and weight, where are you first? And, I mean, that's weight room and a lot of the stuff to to be dragging guys down, moving piles like that. Honestly, I think most of it's from the workouts I do. I mean, they're explosive-based workouts to get better at punting, but it kind of translates because you get stronger legs and a lot stronger core. You're able to fight through that stuff. See, you're you're just making this team in green look pretty bad right here. You need to charge like an Uber, an Uber fee or something like that for some of these fares you got. Um, height and weight, where are you at right now? Like, how big are you going to be when you get to Georgia? Um, I'm just I'm just over six two, and I'm sitting about two ten. Two ten. I mean, do you let your film speak for yourself, or are you going to like casually one day mis- mention to your special teams coaches in Athens? I'm good for a fake anytime you want it. Like, do you, do you go into your college career feeling like you might be the most prepared punter in history for fake punts down the line? I mean, you have the experience, you have the game reps. I mean, throwing, running. I mean, you got to be feel pretty confident if Georgia wants to call it fake with you down the line, right? Yeah. Um, uh, when I did a camp there, when they punted, when they saw me punt for the first time, I think they knew that I played other positions, so they actually recorded me playing catch with a uh, coach. So, like, um, so I, they wanted to see my throwing ability and catching and stuff like that. And, I mean, Drew, I think you could probably throw at 50 and punt at 70. Am I, am I right with that? Like, what's the arm strength compared to the leg strength there? Um, If, if I if I get a step into a throw um, in the pocket, I can get about 60 yards downfield, 65 if I got a little bit of wind. Uh, punt, it says, pretty accurate. 70 hey, hey look, punting is so hard especially to get ranked man can you tell the folks out there like what do you what does a guy like you have to do in order to be ranked number one in the country in punting man um it's pretty hard especially when you're competing against the uh, australians from i mean obviously australia but like the rugby players those guys are 24 or 25 years old but they're still in your recruiting class because they're coming over as uh, freshmen in college, it's pretty hard to get ranked above them because there's the maturity level. So it takes a lot more like skill training to be able to like uh, be more refined in the skills, to be able to get the edge on them. Drew, for you, like why was it Georgia? I mean, I've written that story for a dognation.com, but for you, why why did you want to be a dog? What was special about this university that made it, made you want to commit to the G? I mean, I felt mo- I felt most at home there. I mean, that I don't. It's not really a uh, feeling you can explain, but uh, it's just the way I just felt most comfortable there. Like around the coaches, I felt like I really clicked with the coaches more so than any other uh, college 
colleges I visited, and I think I have relationships with uh, Peyton Woodring and Will Snellings beforehand, like going to camps together and stuff. So I think that played a part because I'm friends with them. I can get I'm getting uh, feedback about what they like about the program and stuff, like what they're experiencing while they're already there. What are they telling you they like best about being a dog? Oh, they love it. They just I think I think mostly the family culture about it. Like everybody's friends. Like every, like they're all hang out and have a good time. What's going through your mind watching Peyton just ball this year, man? Like the special teams uh, family, the special teams group, it's just very well connected. It's very tight knit family. And I mean, Peyton had like all world skill coming into Georgia. I remember him telling me that he set a goal that he wanted to be the greatest kicker in UGA history. And he knew exactly what was in front of him. He knew about Rodrigo, Hot Rod. He knew about uh, J Pod. He knew about Kevin Butler. He knew about Blair. He like knew all the Georgia kickers. And he's like, that's my goal. I want to be the best and most accurate kicker Georgia's ever had. What are you watching when you see him right now? What are you seeing at him? I'm super happy for him. I knew he could do it. I mean, he's a freshman, and that a lot of coaches like when you're starting a freshman kicker, like is it, is the stage can be too big for him. But he's proven it's not for him. Uh, one thing I've noticed is each game his swing gets more and more consistent. Like his confidence is soaring right now. Like if you watch him, he's like calm and collected when he's swinging through that ball. He knows what he's doing. He trusts everybody out there in the operation. It's just awesome. Drew, we've got a question from one of our viewers. Uh, Howard Eubanks wants to know, do you attempt fake punts? Did you run a fake this year, or is, is it kind of like the other team knows what's coming and they don't want to rush you? Or like, what's that like? Probably one of the best plays you guys can call is for you to punt it. But, like, did you ever try fake this year? Man, I, I wish we did. I was giving my coach crap about it the other week. Like, in all four years, I started a uh, punter from my high school. We've never ran a fake on punt. We've run it on field goal, but not punt. Did you kick field goals for your team too? Yep. How'd you go field goal wise? What were your What was your longest uh, one? This, I went three for five. Everything was over forty. And kickoffs. Yards. Your kickoff percentage was something kickoff? like eighty five percent, right? Uh, I think it was on like deep kickoffs. I think it was like ninety three percent touchback percentage. It might have been eighty five overall. We did a good amount of squibs this year. Wow. Wow. Drew, what are you looking forward to about the Ole Miss game? I, I think if somebody told me that you're going to come in early, are you going to try? Uh, somebody told me that you might get a chance to watch uh, come in early on Friday, maybe get a chance to watch Riola play uh, this yep. on Friday. What's Why do you want to do that, and why is that, wh- that going to be so cool for you? Um, I just want to come in early, watch him, get talk to him. Uh, I mean, he's going to be my future teammate. Uh, I think building a relationship with him is really important, especially since, you know, he's a quarterback. Um, so yes, I'm coming in. Uh, I'm going to watch the Buford game on Friday. Now, have you ever been to Athens for a game? Now I know you've been to camps and I know you've done your visits, but have you ever been to Athens for a game? Yeah, I went to the Stanford game and the Tennessee game last year. So you caught two really good ones, uh, especially the Tennessee game. Did, did you know you were going to be a dog after that Tennessee game? Was that all you needed to see? Absolutely. I, that uh, stadium was electric. That was the best energy I've seen in the stadium. I, I knew going into it, that's where I want to be, but that definitely solidified that. Uh, Drew, what do you think? Uh, you will be able to enroll in January, I'm guessing. Is that right? Yeah, I can enroll, enroll in January. Wow. Isn't it crazy, man? I know your season ended. You know, season's got to end unless you get the ring, man. But I know it's kind of funny how the, the flow of your season's going uh, you know, you, you, your season ends, but now you get the chance to go visit Athens and that gets you kind of just one month closer to maybe month and a half closer to joining the dogs. What's your excitement level like for almost being this close to being in, being in Athens and being a full-time student? Oh, I'm pumped. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Drew, what I am, I go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't believe I'm graduating early. I play basketball and soccer as well. So I think I'm going to play those seasons. So you're going to come in in June, May or June or something like that? That's the plan right now, unless I hear otherwise. I'm willing to graduate early, but I think the plan right now is not. <laughs> man, everybody's uh, chiming in, man. They are uh, – everybody's saying they're very big fans. They uh, definitely uh, appreciate what you've done. And, you know, for you, like, what what's the secret? Maybe there's a – a 12-year-old budding Drew Miller out there that's like, you know, maybe I should try this punting thing. What's your best advice to young players out there if they really want to try and try and go down that road of uh, 
kicking them high and pinning them deep, man. Like, what's your advice to young punters? Um, got to get a trainer, maybe. Got to get somebody to help you. Like, what's the, what's the, you got any tricks? Anything to help you? I think uh, just try to like I guess focus on form early, like like focus on the little things early instead of just trying to kick it as hard as you can. I think that was my biggest mistake starting out. I just wanted to kick the ball as hard as I could and try to get the highest and farthest. But I've realized contact, like swinging easy, like swinging easy, it's a lot like golf. Just trying to make the best contact will get you the best ball. So I think focusing on like I guess the little things it would get would help you a lot if you're starting out. Drew, you're a golfer, man. With all this athletic ability and skill, I bet you're probably like breaking 80 by now. How good are you on the links, man? I'm horrible. I'm not good at golf. It's, I mean, they're pretty similar, like kick or punting and golfing, but they're not similar enough for me to be good at golf. <laughs> well, you're going to get time to do that. I know a lot of specialists find a way to hit the university golf golf course a lot when they're in Athens. Um, hey, hey, Drew, to sum it up, do you got a message at all for the fans about – how stoked or how excited you are to be joining this football team soon and in the next class. Like, what is it going to mean to you to be a Bulldog? It's going to mean a lot. It'd be awesome. Uh, I'm just pumped to join the team and be ready to play. I can't wait. <laughs> Drew, you got a number picked out, pick, picked out yet, man? What do you want to try to wear? Oh, um, it looks like the trend is the specialist wear 90s, so I guess I haven't picked a number, but probably be something that. <laughs> Got to get a 90, right? Yep. Um, awesome. And, hey, one more thing. Like, what's cooler, man? Running over a dude for a touchdown, throwing a 50-yard nine route, or pinning, a, pinning a, the other guys on the one. Like, those are three different separate football feelings that not a lot of dudes get to experience. For you, which one of those makes you smile the biggest? Um, I think – I mean – if you ask me when I'm just playing punter, probably pinning him on the one. But this year, I think running a dude over, I love being physical. I think that was more satisfying. I think the only reason it wouldn't be pinning him on the one is because I'm uh, pretty upset how we went, like, the drive ended. Because, like, I'm quarterback, so it's, it's unsuccessful. If we're punting, it's unsuccessful drive, so I'm pretty upset. But I think running a dude over is probably my favorite thing. That's so much fun. Did you play any defensive end this year, or was, was Coach keeping his, his leg and his arm safe on the sidelines this year? Yeah, I didn't play any defensive end this year. There, I guess I showed up practice uh, day one, and he didn't let me touch the defensive side of the field. So, <laughs> um, uh, Jerry Popham just says, welcome to the G, Drew. Leon White wanted to know uh, what number you're going to wear. He, Leon White wanted you to wear double zero, man. Uh <laughs> he also wants to know. You said he. I think you're showing off some wheels on those highlights here. He wants to know what's your forty time. Ooh, forty time. Um, I want to say it's around four seven. Oh, wow. uh, I, 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 my start is horrible. If I get that down, I think I can run faster. But right now it's four seven. Drew Miller, nation's number one punter. Man, I'm sure glad you guys got to visit with him and see what this kid's all about. Just made of the right stuff. He's going to be in Athens on Saturday. If you see him, uh, tell him hello. Tell him uh, glad to have him in Athens. Hey, Drew, man, awesome having you with us. Awesome having you being part of our show for our Dog Nation conversation this week, man. Much success to you and everything over there in Iowa, and I know a lot of folks can't wait to get you in Athens. Yeah, can't wait. Take it easy, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Guys, that's a punter, man. That's a punter. Did you hear that stuff about bowling guys over and fake punts? He's 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 confident enough in his athletic ability to admit he cannot hit the golf ball, although he should be able to hit the golf ball. Um, going to be in Athens. Do you like that part of the story, how he's going to be hanging out, watching future teammate Dylan Riola play? Do you hear his kind of synopsis of how Peyton – Peyton Wood, Woodring is doing so far for the dogs. That kind of kicker fraternity there, that special teams fraternity there. He also brought up the name Will Snellings, a Georgia legacy who is a preferred walk-on punter, excuse me, holder, snapper this year, uh, long snapper. And like Snellings, Will has made a lot of travel teams for the dogs. I've seen him on the road at Florida, Vanderbilt lately. So he's certainly a guy that the dogs already think highly enough of to bring him on the road amongst the SEC travel roster. 
was pretty cool to get to hang out with Drew. Like I said, guys, I've been covering recruits for a long time. Never, ever kind of dealt with his skill set kind of like the one Drew has. He threw touchdown passes. He threw like 13 touchdown passes this year. Uh, he ran for touchdowns. He punted. You know, when your punter is a six foot two, 230, 225-ish a former defensive end, and he can just drill that thing. You know, one of those things that stood out to me, he's allowed one punt return yard through the regular season, and for his season throughout the second round of the playoffs, uh, Mediapolis lost a close one last Friday night, but he only allowed five punt returns on the year, and that was after a 52, I believe he said, 56-yard, 52-yard net boot. Um, that's really good stuff. And for anybody that says Dog Nation Conversations and our live show guests, we don't take care of the special teams. That's an important, critical third phase of the game, and that's why we wanted to make sure we had Drew Miller on at some point uh, during his senior year. So that's really good stuff. Now, that was a meaty, lot of meat on the bone, number one segment of our Big Five for each and every Before the Hedges show. Now we got another one for you. We got number two, and I, I, I teased it earlier. I, I want to say I'm just trying to hold it back, but bow, wow, wow, yippee-yo, yippee bow, wow, 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 yippee-yo, yippee If you know that song, that's Atomic Dog by George Clinton, and that could only mean that intro is our dog of the week here. Our dog of the week is pretty simple. What we do is we try to find a Georgia commitment that w- that is committed. It could be 2025, 2026, 2024. There aren't any 2026 public commitments yet, um, but we, we try to get a public commitment and we highlight what we thought was the very best performance by a Georgia Bulldog commit from the previous Friday. Drew Miller was probably our second place winner, so I'm glad he got a he got a worthy spotlight on this show as well. But our first our first our first dog of the week winner for this guy of the year goes out to Dwight Phillips Jr. Take a look at this. 18 carries, 213 yards, and four touchdowns for Pebblebrook. Pebblebrook actually lost in overtime to East Coweta. Their season is over. But, man, did DP Jr. go out with a bang. Take a look at it. For the second straight week, we've not only got a gorgeous Dog of the Week slide here authored by one Kaylee Mansell, but we also have highlights. We've got... Dog of the week, four-star running back, Dwight Phillips Jr. Guys, look at that. Look at that. Nobody's catching that, dude. That guy has 10.24 speed, probably going to go 10.1 this year. You see him here, he barrels in for his second touchdown of the night. That first long run, guys, was 60 yards. Now check this one out. This one is 85 freaking yards. Look at that. Erasing angles. Get out your eraser. Nobody's catching that, dude. That guy's dad was a U.S. Olympian that ran 9.96. Let's take a look at that again. Give him the ball in the belly of the defense and let somebody try and catch him right there. Look at that. Dwight Phillips Jr., that's that kind of ludicrous speed you want. Our dog of the week. Here's his fourth touchdown of the night right here. That was his easiest one of the night. Our dog of the week. On Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Dwight Phillips Jr., one of Georgia's three running back commitments this year for the class. 18 carries, 213 yards, four touchdowns. Now, I know everybody has that math in their head, but I'm just going to help you out. That's 11 yards per carry in the last game of his high school football career for the Pebblebrook Falcons. Big shout-out here for Dwight Phillips Jr. You're going to hear more headlines from him during track season. He is not going to enroll early. He's going to try and win the state. He's going to try and run 10-1, 10-0, something like that as his senior. He had a 4-3 uh, 40-yard dash on the laser in Athens like two years ago. That's how fast this young man is. He'd been banged up most of his senior year with an ankle, never quite 100%. And that, my friends, was a great way to go out for Dwight Phillips Jr. Our dog of the week here on Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, Next up, that was number two. That was number two. You guys ready for number three? Let's talk about uh, how the Missouri visits went. We had a big post, I believe, Tuesday morning on dognation.com where there was, I think, 15-plus updates on kind of how things went among the visits for the Missouri weekend. One of the bigger... Uh, visit weekends of the year. Um, we kind of put together kind of like a photo spread, a photo tour of how things went um, for the visits. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of just kind of tell you kind of the highlights for each and every guy, some of the bigger things. First of all, we'll start out right here. This was a first. This is a picture, one picture, 
There are six Georgia commitments in there. You see Ellis Robinson. You see, you see Dylan Riola. There's Robinson and Riola right there cooking up a master plan. Look at Riola here. This is what he does every game. He, he distributes water bottles like he's carrying water like the water boy. There's another picture there of Ellis Robinson. He was in town again. Always good to have the nation's number one cornerback again. Here's one of your official visitors, Terrell Anderson, currently a public NC State commit. He was in Georgia for his official visit. Is he one of the guys that's going to close out the wide receiver class for Georgia, or will the dogs turn to the portal? The other official visitor was Andre Evans, uh, 10.55 speed in the 100. Georgia flipped him back on October the 18th. He'd never been inside Sanford Stadium. Georgia flipped him from LSU. Here's another major undecided target, Cam McKell out of Statesboro High School in Statesboro, Georgia. Was he a DB? Was he a wide receiver? Georgia's now recruiting him as a wide receiver. He's going to visit Colorado and Tennessee in the next few weeks before his decision. There's Nate Frazier who came in from California on his bye week to check out the dogs play an electric running back commitment. Lots of commits are there. Lots of commits are there every week. That's Sokovi White right there out of Cass High School. Probably one of the bigger 2025 visitors right there is Zayden Walker, number one linebacker in the country. Look at Zayden right there. Those are smiles, folks. You can't fake. Look at Zayden kind of chatting back and forth, looking really chummy there with Dylan Riola, talking about a master plan maybe as well. Number one linebacker in the country from Schley County. I believe that was his third consecutive home game he met. Schley County, excuse me, from the peanut gallery. Schley County. Uh, Juan Gaston Jr., 6'8", 330, uh, out of Westlake High School. Probably uh, one of the uh, – he's going to be in Athens again this weekend. You've got J- Jabori Antoine right, th- right here. This is a young man, five-star cornerback in the class of 2024. Georgia just offered it. He immediately took a trip to Athens. This young man right here, Jackson Cantwell, his parents were both Olympians. He is the number one offensive tackle prospect in the country for 2026. Jalen Wiggins, a really impressive-looking four-star defensive lineman. Junior, 2025, out of Tallahassee, Florida. Folks, that's quick. That's hurry up. Trying to keep up with the slides. I did take an L on the on the Sly County pronunciation there out of Ellaville, Georgia. Corrected myself. The judges behind the glass were very quick to point that one out to me. But uh, you got Zayden Walker, nation's number one linebacker prospect. He'll be in Athens. He's been in Athens the last three weeks. Um, he's going to be in, in up to see Georgia play Tennessee and Knoxville as well. I guess he technically is there to see Tennessee play. But as luck might have it, the dogs are playing Tennessee and Knoxville on October the 18th. I'm going to be there. Hopefully you guys are going to be there as well. That is your quick hurry up tempo NASCAR photo tour. Couldn't get them all in there. Got so many photos when recruits visit. But that's some of the highlights. Obviously, we didn't get two names I really wish I could have highlighted was 2026 wide receiver Aaron Gregory, 2026 defensive lineman Jordan Breezy Carter as well. We got pictures of them, but we 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 just try to make sure we had enough for that segment without going too too overboard with that because we did have a live live guest here tonight as well, guys. That was three, and now here comes four. You want to know who's visiting for Ole Miss? You want to know what that's going to look like? Who are the early names that Dog Nation has been confirming all week to visit for Ole Miss, folks? Last home game of the year. Better make it a great one. Better make it a great official visit list. Better make it a great unofficial visit list. Right now, guys, it is so important for the dogs to make sure they bring in those 2025s and 2026s. They're planting the seeds for future commitments down the road. Let's take a look at this list as it stands right now. Some very big names. Um, Official visitor, current Florida commitment, uh, Nasir Johnson out of Dublin, Georgia. Georgia was a team he grew up loving. Uh, Florida is his current commitment. Florida State is also in the mix in there as well. You guys all know what that means. Uh, Nazir Johnson is going to take his official visit to Georgia. Kind of the, 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 the intel on him right now is he is planning, um, even though he's committed to Florida, he is planning to maybe even extend his signing of the NIL, excuse me, the National Letter of Intent, the NLI, um, that's a way to get really, really backwards. But the National Letter of Intent, the NLI, that's when he, he might even wait until February, the traditional signing period, to sign that one. Nazir Johnson, can the dogs rally here? Can the dogs uh, chase down a Florida commitment right there? That's a defensive lineman in the 2020 
four class, super athletic. You got two guys here, junior college prospects that are going to be in town. Don't see Georgia go to the well too much with junior college prospects, but I, I think this is a <clears throat> probably a byproduct, the best I can say, of a lot of defensive linemen that they, Georgia had targeted going elsewhere, uh, basically due to some NIL uh, name, image, and likeness influence right there. First off, Brian Taylor. Uh, a lot of people think he's a defensive lineman. He's actually more like 6'5", 270, 265. Lost some weight from when he was an offensive lineman in college. He has been in and out of football. He was a graduate in 2020. He's going to have three seasons of eligibility, three years of eligibility, excuse me, to play two seasons. He's out of Houston, Texas. Uh, really impressive prospect. He's visited Ohio, Oklahoma State so far, excuse me. He's visited Auburn, Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee are his remaining official visits. And he feels very blessed and fortunate to, being, to be recruited by the dogs right now. The other junior college defensive lineman in town, and this guy's about 6'5", 320, Jaden Hamlin. Now, he goes to junior college in Mississippi. I think that's Southwest Mississippi Community College. But he's actually from Valley, Alabama, in South Alabama, just outside kind of the Auburn-type area right there, maybe about an hour outside of Auburn. Another JUCO official visitor that's going to be in town there for Georgia. So very clearly, you, you wonder, the way I kind of see things, you've got Nazir Johnson, you've got uh, – Makai Barrow out of Creekside, and you've got these two guys, and you know Georgia defensive line recruiting probably going to end up or try their best to end up with about two of those names uh, at the minimum. Uh, those are the 2024 mostly undecided uh, commitments that are going undecided targets, excuse me, that are going to be in town. 2025 is going to be another stellar one. Elijah Griffith, the number one prospect in the country for the 2025 class, according to a lot of services. Of course, Dylan Riola is the number one prospect in the 2024 class. He's going to be there. If you look down the line, you see 2026 number one prospect. Julian Juju Lewis there as well. Elijah Griffith, anytime George, he visits Georgia, it's very huge news. I would say Elijah would either be one, two, or three on anybody that does this recruiting thing for a living about the most important prospect on Georgia's board for the 2025 class. Another name for me here, Travis Smith Jr. out of Westlake. I think Travis Smith is the best receiver in the state of Georgia for 2025, and it's not even close. I think Travis Smith is one of the best maybe 10 receivers, 15 receivers in the state of Georgia since the 2010 class. Uh, it's about 6'3", he's about 190 pounds. Great off-the-field story. Super productive junior season right now. Georgia offered him over, over the summer, and Georgia is recruiting him like a priority. Georgia really wants him. That's the feedback I get uh, from his family and his circle there. Also, I would put Travis Smith Jr. on any list out there for me among the five most important targets for Georgia in the 2025 class, especially how bumpy wide receiver recruiting has been here at the tail end for the Dogs in 2024. Amari Adams, another big defensive lineman out of South Carolina, top 125 overall prospect. He's going to be in town for the second time this year on Saturday. Cortez Smith, Parkview offensive lineman, really love this mauler here. He's kind of been on a world tour of seeing a lot of schools over the last three or four weeks, five weeks, and it's time for him to get back to Athens and check out Athens. The dogs have made him a priority in state. Uh, if you want to look at a guy that you know kind of gives you some of those Cedric Von Prong Granger vibes, um, that would be Cortez Smith here. Juan Gaston, you saw the big fella there on the photo tour of all the uh, of all the visitors for from Missouri for the for the uh, Missouri game last week. Juan Gaston making his second consecutive trip to Athens to check out the dogs this week. He really tells me he just wants to see the dogs play dominant football, play winning football, and the way Georgia wins right now is really attractive to him. And also the way Georgia recruits him. They recruit his family, and they make him feel like a priority. He's not the guy that's going to try to do a lot of interviews or really talk to a lot of coaches. So the fact that he talks to Georgia twice a week and Georgia's recruiting him the way he feels comfortable is a big thing there. Christian Garrett out of Prince Avenue. Christian Really like this defensive lineman in the 2025 class. Dwayne Galloway. Now, this is a guy, four-star corner out of Columbus, Ohio. Georgia was the first really big school to offer him. Georgia's telling him, uh, Mr. Galloway tells me that he, they're making him a priority for the class, a number one target at cornerback. He's going to see Athens for the first time, and he's told me very bluntly that Georgia's always going to have a special place in his heart 
because the dogs were the first one to really reach out and believe in him and throw that offer out there. We mentioned Julian Juju Lewis committed to USC. He's expected back in Athens uh, on Saturday as well. Um, I think really he just wants to see a good atmosphere, see a really good football game, make sure that he stays in touch with the Georgia coaches. And then Hezekiah Harris out of Huntsville, Alabama, Jemison High School in Huntsville, Alabama. He's a four-star edge, really big, impressive prospect. Another 2026 prospect there. One of those guys that will be a top 50 guy when all said and done. Those are your early visitors for Ole Miss. Of course, there's probably 300 that show up, but those are the ones that are sticking out to us right now. There's your early preview, and I'm going to take a little, little, little catch your breath. I'm going to swallow some saliva as we move to number five on the list. Number five, and you know this is kind of just showing off here, I think, for the dogs and Glenn Schumann. I want to show you this tweet, and this is from Chris Cole, the Georgia linebacker commitment. And Chris Cole simply just said dogs on top. So let me describe what you see there. These are the high school Butkus Award semifinalists. Folks, there are only 12 of them honored nationwide, the semifinalists that are considered the best linebackers in the country, off-ball linebackers, mostly those inside linebackers, not the, the pass rusher extraordinaire guys. But look at that right there. Georgia has not one in Chris Cole, not two in uh, Chris Jones, two dog commitments from Virginia. Down there in the bottom, Justin Williams as well. Georgia has three of the Butkus Award semifinalists for the nation's top linebacker. Folks, it's, it's not like the Georgia linebacker class last year wasn't scattered, smothered, covered, diced, chunked, capped. With everything you wanted to see in terms of linebackers galore, well, here they are, the dogs piling on again in the 2024 class with three of the nation's top semifinalists. You know what? Truth be told, look at this. You got Demarcus Riddick right there, former Georgia commitment, also on the board. You got Sammy Brown, who Georgia was his number two right there. Look at that. That's five out of 12. Georgia was right there in it for. Um, in the recruiting match, the shoot, ma the shoot match for the nation's top linebackers. That's how well Georgia recruits linebackers under Glenn Schumann. I think the young man's batting average, I say young man, I mean young man for a coach. I think Glenn Schumann's batting average right now is probably 500 for his career in terms of the linebacker targets he really wanted to sign for the dogs. Cool little stat there for Schumann. Every linebacker that Georgia has signed under Schumann and Smart has played in the NFL. That's development. That's why you get three out of the 12 high school Butkus Award semifinalists right there. UGA linebacker recruiting right there is on fire. Guys, if you got a question, you guys that want to know anything in Georgia recruiting, we'll have a live chat later in the show, but right now is the best time to kind of kind of um, drop your question. Drop your question on Facebook. Drop your question on uh, YouTube, drop, drop your question on the Dog Nation homepage, and we'll, be our, we'll do our best to kind of gather them all up, the kind of way Glenn Schumann gathers up five stars and all-American linebackers for the Georgia linebacker room. We'll hit that in about maybe five minutes um, at the end of our show there as well uh, here on Dog Nation's Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Guys, if you just joined us, you missed a really, really fun interview, cool interview with Georgia a punter commitment, uh, Drew Miller. Drew's going to be in Athens on Saturday. He's going to be at Buford High watching future teammate Dylan Riola play on Friday night. Um, really, it's really cool to see some of the dogs do that. If you guys remember early in the year when uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye and Justin Williams were in for the South Carolina game, they also came out to Buford to watch Riola play quarterback. And, folks, that's just really cool when you see those type of bonds, that time of chemistry already building for the dogs in the 2024 class, even before they get, um, even before they get to be on, uh, on the big stage in Athens. Folks, that's just um, – let me see here. Trying to go to, uh, trying to, go to uh, the Dog Nation homepage so I can check out – <clears throat> any questions you guys have on the Dog Nation homepage feed. But you guys have been Big Five. You guys have gotten your Dog of the Week. You guys have heard a great interview with Drew Miller. You've seen Georgia recruiting, linebacker recruiting, kind of just brushing the shoulders off 
uh, like Jay-Z right there, how, they're, how they continue to do it in the class of 2024 at the linebacker spot. You had a recap with some photo intel about what everybody was looking, how everybody was feeling and vibing uh, between the hedges uh, on Saturday for the Missouri game. You saw your early visitors list, some more huge big names. I think those first two front rows are going to get filled pretty easily with VIP guests for the Dogs. Uh, this week for Ole Miss as well. College game day is in town. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff. You know what that means. Everybody wants, everybody's calling for the dog fans to be raging. Maybe it'll be a little bit different than the homecoming crowd where uh, folks were looking at their phones a little bit. And there was a little bit of a public call out that the crowd wasn't loud enough or not uh, loud enough to the UGA standard. And you know what that means. I know you got, I know you, everybody from Dog Nation that is going to be in the stands on Saturday is going to be raging. They're going to be having the best time of the season in Athens because it's the last one. Better make it a good one. That's been your Big Five. Let's move on to our weekly table stakes. That's what we call it, the things we do each and every week. We kind of give you guys a good picture of what's going on with Georgia football recruiting. Let's take a look at right now at the class breakdown. Dylan Raiola, he had another amazing game. Buford beat another team by like 65 points. Uh... Last weekend on senior night on last Friday, I think Riola threw four touchdowns out of his 12 or 13 pass attempts. Ended up with another 200 yards. Uh, Ryan Puglisi's Avon Old Farms team actually lost a close one last week. You see our dog of the week right there, Dwight Phillips Jr. Nate Frazier was on the bye last week at Modern Day. They crank up their California playoffs uh, again this week. Uh, Frazier was in town um, Got to see a game day unofficial visit there. Really electric DeAndre Swift type back in the 2024 class. The dogs are getting three. Uh, Chauncey Bowens, he's actually going to be in Athens for a game this Saturday as well. Chauncey's going to be making his first visit uh, to Athens for a game this year. Chauncey Bowens out of North Palm Beach, Florida. Beautiful place to live down there, North Palm Beach. Gorgeous place to live. He plays for the Benjamin School down there. Um, Nitro Tuggle. Um, there was uh, He made a post on social media that he was planning to be in town last weekend. Uh, my information tells me that he did not make it. Sokovi White, usually in town in Athens each and every week. Uh, Sokovi's actually playing in a big game, Peachtree Sports Network, on Friday. Uh, Sokovi White and the Cass Colonels are going to take on the Kell Longhorns. It might be a game I step out and go see because that's awfully close to the Woodstock, Georgia Recruiting Bureau right there. Um, looking at that game th- this week, Cass, Kell, or either that one, or Statesboro coming up to face Tucker uh, this week as well. You can check out Cam McKell there as well. You see your tight ends, Colton Heinrich. Colton's actually, uh, his family's expected to be in town for the dogs, to watch the dogs face Ole Miss on Saturday, I believe. Jaden Riddell. The Riddell family did not make it out to Athens last week for the Missouri game. Um, Marcus Harrison. Uh, Marquez easily, easily still involved in the playoffs. Uh, Malachi Tolliver and Daniel Calhoun, those dudes are there each and every week, uh, putting on a strong front, uh, representing the in-state Peach State offensive lineman in this class. Georgia's offensive class has one five-star, 11 four-stars, and three three-stars. And then also Michael Uni. Uh, uh, out of uh, Copris Cove High School in Texas. His season's over. He's also expected to be in town this week visiting Sanford Stadium as well for a game. His first game is a Georgia commitment as well, and I believe that's his first visit to Sanford Stadium to check out Georgia at all. So that'll be a big moment and a big memory for him. Let's go to the uh, traditional tribute Drew Miller slide. Now you guys know what Drew Miller's all about. Such a nice kid. Wasn't he a nice kid? Uh, looks like he just stepped out of the cornfields of Iowa. Uh, so great to work with. So fun to talk to. You, that's the nation's number one punter. We showed all the facets of his game, that highlight reel. Really cool to see all the many ways that Drew Miller helped his football team. And do you listen to all that stuff? I want you to file that stuff away. Fake punt down the road. Fake punts. You know, the fake punts at Georgia, they need to have a new memory for the fake punts. And I think Drew Miller's just the dog to come up with that, to make fake punts be triumphed and championed now for the Georgia Bulldogs. But Drew Miller, you see him throw the ball, you see him run the ball, see him running dudes over. 
That is your special teams commitment for this class. He is the number one punter in the country. Drew Miller, moving on the defensive side of the ball. This is something we take a look at every week. Sometimes folks ask me, like, Jeff, why do you do this? Well, because number one, it gives me a great way to recap who's in the class. If I tell you someone's trending away, if I sense someone is trending away, I'll try to drop a little clue or drop a little nugget that makes you guys kind of get get you guys on the trail of something like that. Three five stars, six four stars, and two three stars. The the DB group is just stellar guys. Andre Evans um, took his official visit to Georgia this past weekend, and I'm gonna tell you, Georgia flipped him from LSU, and LSU did nothing wrong. What it really came down to is he saw the development. He saw Kirby Smart being a defensive coach. He saw Fran Brown continuing to get him, and he said he kind of pestered him a little bit, but pester him in a good way he made it he made it the way he recruited him was really intriguing to to Andre Andre told me that basically he's like man you're not scared to come here and compete right you think you can do this right you sure you can do this right you're not you you don't want to back off this because you think it's too hard folks Andre Evans is going to be a superior culture fit in Athens because he wants that hard work he wants those tough practices because he wants to go to a place in college football that is going to pull and summon the very best football out of him and he thinks the University of Georgia is the place for him for that he will early enroll in January uh, DeMello Jones kind of the same guy he's been oh, he's been in town many times been to a lot of games this year his Swainsboro Tigers are still alive in the playoffs Ellis Robinson the fourth a lot of people ask me, they wonder, is like, is that commitment in trouble? I don't, that's never been the case. I've always thought Ellis Robinson IV was a solid, rock-solid Georgia commitment, at least as well as anybody can be these days in the name, image, and likeness era. Look at the defensive lineman. Kind of strange. I don't know what Kaylee's going to do when she – I'm going to eventually maybe populate that DL group with like two or three more defensive linemen in that group. She's going to be like shrinking text boxes. She's going to be – changing around columns, moving around her text boxes. But, you know, there's a possibility we're going to get to the top targets in a second, but strong possibility that Georgia could add maybe two, maybe three, maybe four more defensive linemen to this group. You think Georgia wants to own the trenches in the 2024 class? Think about this for a second. One, two, three, four, five, six. Georgia could have 14 offensive and defensive linemen commitments in this class signees in this class that's out of a maybe 30 31 overall prospects and I'm not talking about outside linebackers at all I'm talking about the guys that get their hands dirty and they move people out of the way or the people that move people out of their way and penetrate the line of scrimmage disrupt havoc causers whatever crazy to think that the nation's number one class could have like 14 15 16 13 offensive and defensive linemen in the class. We already bragged about the linebackers. You guys know all about them. No, I, I continue to tell folks, I mean, people are going to worry. People are going to think NIL. They're going to think about Justin Williams in Texas. I don't really see any team challenging that commitment for Georgia down the stretch for Justin Williams there at all. Christopher Jones, let's continue to wish Chris Jones uh, happy, you know, Godspeed and a great recovery. He's got, he had a surgery to repair a tendon uh, in his big toe, uh, torn ligament, I believe, in his big toe. So uh, he had to shut down his senior season early. Won't be able to take part in the Under Armour All American game, he tells me as well. Folks, those are your defensive uh, commitments in the class breakdown. Also gives me a really good way to kind of tell you who had a big game, who's who's really on fire for their senior season. 27 commitments. I think there's probably maybe three to five more Georgia could add to the class. Five might be if Georgia suffers a decommitment anywhere, uh, maybe at the wide receiver spot. 15 offense, 11 defense, one special teams, 19 out of state, eight commitments are from the state of Georgia. Georgia has the most commitments. Uh, there's one offensive player among the five highest rated commitments. Not what you want to see, but then it gets balanced out with five offensive players among the 10 highest rated commitments in the class. 16 of those commitments are from SEC country. Uh, look at this. And this is where Georgia just, again, kind of flexes a little bit with its class. Look at that. They have 19 top 200 commitments, guys. That's not doesn't take your calculator on your iPhone to figure out that that's 10% of the top 200 commitments are going to go play for the number one team in the land, the back-to-back national champions. They have 16 top 150 commitments. That's more than 
Um, nine commitments out of the top 100, six commitments out of the top 50, and four five-star commitments in the class. Folks, that is your recruiting snapshot. You want to know about top targets. You want to know who was remaining. This one got a little fatter this week. It, I guess this list had been eating some Halloween candy, eating some of those peanut butter Twixes, some of those Kit Kats, some of those Snickers. Um, starting here with the Juco guys, six and seven, uh, Jaden Hamlin, he's out of Valley, Alabama. He's at a junior college in Southwest Mississippi Community College. He's more of an interior defensive lineman target there. Brian Taylor is more of a five technique, maybe a four-eye. Guy that's going to play out on the edge a little bit, provided he stays around 255, 265 pounds. Um, He's out of Houston, Texas. He's been in and out of football for a year, for a couple of years. Marcellus Barnes, he is also going to be in Athens on Saturday. A three-star corner out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, a Virginia Tech commitment. This will be his second visit. He was at Georgia for the Kentucky game as well. Terrell Anderson, currently an NC State public commitment out of Grimsley High School. He just took his official visit to Georgia for the um, Missouri game. Nasir Johnson is going to be in town this weekend on his official visit. Current Florida Gators commitment right there at a Dublin, Georgia. And really, you see Cam McKell there. And I'll, I'll kind of just tell you what I think there. I think the wide receiver position, um, the remaining wide receiver position in this class, the one that was vacated by the NICAR flip to Miami, I think it's going to come down to Cam McKell or Terrell Anderson. I Kind of the way I think, I think Cam McKell might have first rights to it right there. Cam might get the ability, you know, if he wants the spot, he can take it. Cam's going to take a visit uh, to Colorado, his second visit to Colorado this weekend, I believe. And then the weekend after that, he's going to see Tennessee again. Tennessee and Colorado have kind of been looming major contenders in his recruiting process. And Georgia's kind of been hot and cold because Georgia kind of looked at him as a DB. And then Georgia has now primarily said he could play wide receiver. I think that's kind of the, the pitch that Cam McKell is most receptive to there as well. We'll have to wait and see what happens there with McKell over the next couple of weeks. The visit went well, I'm told. The visit was a good visit. Georgia made traction on the visit, but now it's the thing where Georgia kind of has to hold that momentum it carried. It gathered up with the unofficial visit. Cam had a lot of his family and friends in town. I believe they took up, up a whole row in the West End Zone stands, the recruiting bleachers in Sanford. But going to wait and see how Georgia uh, – is going to have to fight with uh, Tennessee and Colorado there for that commitment from an in-state playmaker. Really fast, really athletic, really explosive. And then Makai Burrow out of Creekview, Creekside High School, excuse me, not Creekview, Creekview's in Cherokee County. Uh, Fairburn, Georgia, Makai Burrow, 6'5", 355, former Florida commitment, um, three-star defensive tackle in the class. He's told me that he wants to make his decision final uh, around the early signing period there. Whew. Things got quick after we uh, talked to Drew Miller. That was casual. I was having fun. I was, I was talking about talking to Drew Miller, just having a cool, cool little Q&A interview. And then all of a sudden it was like gangbusters out of that. I felt like I was rolling through the show the way Dwight Phillips runs up and down the field. Uh, now it's time, guys. Anybody got a uh, question? This is what we call the live Q&A. Um, we've kind of been collecting your questions during the process of the show. If you guys have a question now, thought of one just recently now's a good time to drop it in but um questions anybody got anything they want to know about georgia football recruiting i am all ears uh let's see jay pie on the dog nation channel on the dog nation home pie homepage. he wants to know were there any surprise visitors for the missouri game not really a surprise visitor i wouldn't say characterize him as a surprise visitor um juan gaston made it um, I didn't see a couple of recruits that kind of hinted it possibly. I think everybody kind of wanted to see Nitro Toggle make it for the Missouri game, but he didn't do that. Um, that's what, um, that's what um, you know, a lot of people were wondering there. I know Nitro's going to take an official visit later this month to see, to see Michigan. I believe Michigan's going to take on uh, Ohio State, I believe, for his, he's going to go see that game right there. Um, let me see. Let me hop on Facebook. You guys have any questions on Facebook? Um, Kevin Flute has a question. Yeah, that's kind of what I was what I was thinking. I think it gives Georgia the best possible traction to land him. Uh, Kevin Flute, 
Um, you're not. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna win the Cam McKell recruitment if you don't dabble a whole lot of moonlighting or even spotlighting on the offensive side of the ball. That seems to be more of a preference that he'd like to play. Uh, of course, he could also help Georgia at defensive back if that can get him on the field faster. But I think that's kind of what folks want to see there. I mean, I think Cam McKell fancies himself as an offensive player, and for Georgia to win that recruitment, they've had to recruit him as an offensive player with Coach Mac in terms of that. Um, yeah, yeah, you're strong. Um, Ellis just has a comment. He said Ellis will be as hard to flip as Jeremiah Smith. Those two are probably two of the hardest to flip. I kind of agree with you there, um, my guy, on that one. Kind of dealt with his skill set, kind of like the one Drew has. He threw touchdown passes. He threw like 13 touchdowns. Oops, excuse me. Um, Reed Atkins has won. Any 24 running backs not currently verbally committed that Georgia's pursuing? Nope, nope. Uh, Georgia's got three. That's enough running backs. I think you're going to see attrition. I think Dejon Edwards will leave, uh, will, go, will go pro. He's been around since 2020. Same thing for Kendall Milton. Those guys will move on to Roger Goodell's league, and that gives you at least a couple of guys um, that a couple of empty chairs opening up in Dale McGee's running back room, and George is bringing in three running backs in this class. I can't see them bringing in four. And actually, when you look at Dwight Phillips Jr., he's more of a kind of a gadget player. He's kind of going to play all around, maybe play some slot receiver as well, trying to get that speed out there. But um, I don't see them pursuing any more 24 running backs. Um, Winfred Steinspring, good question here. I like it, though. don't have to be a recruiting question here. Uh, not recruiting, but if it is a sloppy rainy day in the Classic City on Saturday, who's that benefit more? I think it certainly benefits. Uh, I think it's probably going to work detrimental to, to both teams because, listen, we all know Georgia's kind of bread and butter or their haymakers that they throw now or through the, through the air, through the passing game. So if it's rainy and sloppy, I think it's going to really boil it down to a ground game, a line of scrimmage game. Georgia certainly has the edge there in the line of scrimmage, but – Ole Miss's running back, Mr. Judkins, is quite good um, at moving the pile. Great vision, bouncing off guys, uh, power runner. Um, kind of lost some speed as he prepared for this year compared to what he flashed on tape last year. But I think, you know, line of scrimmage is going to be big in that situation with the raindrops. I think turnovers become crucial there as well. And I, I really like, you know, one of the things you look at Ole Miss on tape, you look at their offense, they're really good. They're, they're just well-schemed. They've got a good plan. They execute well. On the defensive side of the ball, not so much. That's one of those things. One, get, one name to watch for is Suntarian Perkins. Uh, he was a five-star linebacker, probably the only really amazing linebacker the last four or five years that Georgia recruited a little bit that they could never really get a lot of traction with was Suntarian Perkins. And I think he's got three and a half sacks. He started a couple games. Um, could have went to Alabama as well, and he's going to be an All SEC player for. Uh, I believe he's number f- he's number four. He's going to be All SEC player for Ole Miss. Um, Rody Williams has a comment that Georgia twenty twenty four recruiting class is going to look like the ninety two Dream Team. Um, uh, Winford, I hope that answered your question. I think both teams are going to they're going to kind of try to win the game, control the game with running the ball, and I think the, Georgia's. Uh, let's let's face it, Carson Beck is having a phenomenal year. If you can't throw the ball or throwing is limited, then that takes away a lot of the juice you're getting right now from Oscar Delp, from Lad McConkey, um, from Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas. You know, Georgia's probably strength of their offense right now is Carson Beck spreading the ball around to receivers. And if it's a sloggy day like some of those days we've seen in Sanford, that would be tough. I think the current weather reports I've seen, though, you guys can help me out with that. But um, most of the rain's going to come in the morning, I believe. Um, Matthew Godwin wants to know what does Georgia's retention look like in percentages compared to other top programs uh, G- Matthew your, your question specifically asking about retention of the current roster holding on to players keeping them out of the portal or uh, re- retention of commitments that commitments that go on to be signees uh, you got some comments there about how uh, uh, Conroe High School, uh, Oak Ridge High School, and Conroe took on Willis High School. Got to give credit to uh, DJ Lagaway. His uh, his team uh, beat the uh, beat the uh, Rebels pretty soundly last weekend, last Friday night. Two Georgia commitments, five stars, and Joseph Jonah Johnier and jo- Justin Williams. But 
Justin Williams had him a three-pack of sacks, though, so he'll obviously be quite comfortable with putting uh, DJ Lagway on the ground uh, when they face off against each other in Jacksonville. Um, Eric Haynes says Sokovi should be a four-star. I totally agree. Guys, you guys are going to love what Sokovi White's going to mean, mean to the Georgia program, and it won't be a uh, against-all-odds story whatsoever. He is going to come to Georgia and make a ton of plays. It won't be a surprise. You're hearing it from me now. He's going to make a ton of plays at Georgia. Um, let me see. Uh, you know what? I saw this. This was a really good thing. Mark Godfrey, I'm glad you brought this up. These were kind of the most pointed comments we've seen so far from Heinz Ward. He basically said, Kirby calls. He's going to. Com- he's ready to commit. He's ready to quit whatever job he's at and come recruit for Georgia and help Georgia win championships. Folks, if you're looking for ways where Georgia can recruit even better, you get Heinz Ward in that building. You get Heinz Ward talking to wide receivers and running backs, um, showing off the Super Bowl rings or whatever. Uh, and, you know, quietly on the side, I want to know about this. I know Georgia's, not, Georgia's in the circle of honor business right now. Uh, they're not in the retiring jerseys right now. But that number 19, think about that for a second. Heinz Ward, and now that Bowers fella, you want to talk about too terrific on anybody's list, maybe top 25 all-time dogs, anybody's list. Heinz is probably a top 20 dog for a lot of folks. Um, That number 19 has put up some big plays, uh, big plays in – between the hedges in Athens. Uh, let me see. I've jumped around on uh, Facebook. Let me hop around on YouTube. You guys got any more questions? Hey, Randy Payne, appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you in, in Knoxville, man, on the boat, man. Jim K makes a comment. If our teams need any more motivation, they should watch the 2021 uh, SEC championship game again. We can and better improve. Tell you. That's going to be uh, kind of round three, round four for Georgia, the way it's trending right now. Um, Antoine Simpson, didn't mean to get you, man. Uh, Yeah, that kid's from Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. That's right. Are you talking about Mr. Galloway in in Buckeye territory? Uh, If we had it wrong on the uh, graphic, we certainly apologize for that. Let's see. Guys, that has been your Before the Hedges. Guys, love hanging out with you guys. Hopefully we've given you guys something of relevance, something meaty to to clinch onto uh, in terms of Georgia football recruiting. We try to give you a very big picture of what we see is going on with Georgia football recruiting each and every week. We hit your top stories, try to make it feel a little bit like your morning, your evening newscast a little bit, just missing a weather report. Um, We give you a good snapshot of what the current class looks like, how it ranks nationally, how Georgia's cleaning up with five stars, top 100s, top 200s. We try to give you the cool things that happen each and every week for Georgia recruits on the trail. The dog of the week segment, i kind of grown really fond of that um, and what we were able to do and kind of spotlight and really put on a pedestal uh, a kid that's making a lot of plays in high school that's going to make a lot of plays for the dogs. So you guys can look back and say, you know what? I saw that kid on Before the Hedges. That's, that's, that Jeff guy was telling me about him for a while. Um, certainly appreciate it. Sometimes we're so busy around here. We, 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 get, we let Eddie the Blind Squirrel just kind of hang out here and do his own thing. But um, guys, hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you're just catching on, you're just jumping on, go back and watch that stuff with Drew Miller. Great guest. Great live guest for us on the show. Uh, we also had our Dog of the Week. We also talked about last week's visitors list, what we kind of saw uh, come out of fruition on that one. This week's big visitors, the guys will be watching, trying to make sure that they make it and get, and get their reaction to another big night in Sanford Stadium. Uh, we showed you a really good trend for Georgia with linebacker recruiting. That's why, folks, you want to know why this recruiting stuff is so important. Let me, let me just kind of extrapolate. So Jamon Dumas-Johnson goes down. Shamal Munden started the season a little bit banged up. That's why Georgia needs to pull in all these linebackers they can. Raylan Wilson, C.J. Allen got a lot of snaps early. That, they've been getting a lot of snaps on the road, snaps at Auburn, snaps up and down the season, snaps in Jacksonville. So that's when they come to a big spot and the attrition of the season happens. 
that's when you can get uh, you can call on a really talented young player that's also got a lot of reps, got a lot of teach tape, gotten a lot of chance. So when their number is called, and this is a next man next man up conference, uh, the team. The depth that Georgia's built, a spot like the linebackers, it really shines where Georgia can bring in freshman linebackers that are probably better than anybody that Ole Miss has on their program, except for maybe Suntarian Perkins, who was also a five-star a year ago as well. That's what wins these championships. That's what wins these consecutive games in a row. you got to recruit like the biggest of the big boys, and that's what Georgia does. And we chronicle it each and every week here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Guys, that's been your intel. I'm Jeff Sintel. Be well, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Can't wait to see everybody in Sanford. Can't wait to see everybody back here next week here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Sintel. God bless everybody out there, and we'll see you again later on the pages of dognation.com. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.